0: Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Talk. This is your host, Katie, and your co-host, Brooklyn. We're super excited to have y'all back, and we hope you're having a lovely week. If you haven't already checked out our first post, which was our introduction, go back, take a listen. It kind of gives insight on Brooke and I's heart behind starting this and just hopefully gives you a better glimpse into who we are. Also, we just want to let y'all know that we're gonna be doing these episodes every other week. So Go ahead and mark y'all's calendars and just know every other week you'll be hearing a new topic from this series. But yeah, we're just so happy to have y'all back and we're really excited to dive into this new week. We've prepared a new series called Soul Care.
1: So, Brookie, do you want to kind of tell them a little bit about what to expect in this new series? Yeah, so Soul Care is going to be a series all about taking care of your soul the way that God intended us to. And with this series, we're going to be diving into five different areas of taking care of your soul. We're really excited to dive into this first topic today. So just prepare your hearts. No matter what type of day you're having, just take a deep breath and just get ready. Open your heart to receive what God has for you today. Today's topic is going to be about the power and the beauty of prayer. Why don't we just go ahead and start with a prayer? All right, take a
0: second, you guys. If you're driving, if you're walking or whatever you're doing, wherever you're at listening to this, do what's safe. Just prepare your heart for what God has for us today. Heavenly Father, God, we just join together and we thank you for this beautiful day that you provide for us. But not only that, God, we just thank you for the love and the peace and just the clarity that you bring into our lives when we rest in your presence God, would you just touch the hearts listening today? Would you even touch ours? Brookie and I are just grateful to be able to sit here and share you today. And we just ask that the receiving ear, the receiving heart, may you plant seeds, Lord, that remind them that they are loved, that they are seen, that, God, you created them for a purpose, and you created them with so much love in your heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. How about we do a heart check-in? Because I think that would be a really good place to start. How is your heart? How is your soul? Maybe even go into answering what has made you happy today and what has challenged you?
1: I would say something that made me really happy today was just walking outside and seeing all of the fall colors in the trees. It's actually been raining the past couple of days, and so it's been pretty dark and gloomy. And so I'm just happy my sunshine is back out. We actually celebrated Thanksgiving a few days ago. So happy Thanksgiving, all of y'all who are listening. I hope y'all had a wonderful day with your family and friends. Me and Owen ended up putting up our Christmas tree and just decorating for Christmas. So I love all the holiday festivities. I'm living for that. But something that challenged me today was actually the message today in church. And the reason I say that is because it actually convicted me in a way that I needed, but also it was one of those that I kind of had to dig in and like think and ask God to reveal what's in my heart. And the message was over bearing fruit in our lives and really inviting us to kind of dig deeper and Look and see, are we bearing fruit in our lives? On the car ride home, I got to talk with Owen and talking with him, I realized that I feel like I'm lacking an area in my day-to-day life and that is just being gentle. I'm typically, you know, an easygoing gentle person but I think sometimes I'm unaware of being gentle and patient. And it comes from a place of wanting to be honest and like upfront. And I end up coming across, I think, more harsh than I would hope. And so as I was talking to Owen, that kind of just like revealed itself. And so I shared it with him. And I think the beautiful thing is my church really drew that out of me. And that's what church is for. Our community really draws things out that we wouldn't see otherwise. And really, God was speaking to me and showing me that he's calling me to be more gentle, and more patient, and loving, especially towards Owen, my husband, and people around me. And so I I would say that is an area that I was really challenged in. But all that to say... Katie, what would you say made you happy this week? Yeah, so what's really made me happy
0: is just the community aspect with Barn Church. There's new girls that are coming and just the connection and that has been so beautiful and encouraging. And then, of course, this podcast has just been so exciting. And I'm really excited to get to know all of you girls and just see what God does through this. I don't know. That makes me happy. What would you say has been challenging for you? I was kind of in this place of seriousness, kind of grieving, joy, and wanting to pull from that, and I don't know, have like a lightheartedness. You know, yeah. there's something that's really rich about that. So I prayed to God. I was like, God, I'm like, I'm kind of struggling for some reason with a serious mindset. And then, mm. lo and behold, seconds later, Brookie ended up posting um, on our Soul Talk Instagram page. A picture of this event that we just went to with this really encouraging caption it just spoke to my heart and i was like oh man it was something i needed to read and honestly god just gave me a heart to receive it and that was part of the answered prayer and so, so I kind of cool. got to like rest. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can relax. I can draw from the springs of joy. And whomever's listening to this, if you kind of struggle sometimes with like a season of seriousness, give yourself some grace and kind of step back and be like, okay, draw from the springs of joy and excitement. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And to just realize that and like step into it, and walk into it, and also pray about it because that's how my prayer was answered. And I was able to be like, oh, You know, refreshed.
1: I love to hear that. Thanks for sharing that because sometimes you think that your words don't matter, but they do matter. What we post on Instagram, we don't know who that's impacting. And so let that just be a little encouragement of your words truly matter.
0: They hold weight. They They do.
1: And you can make an impact with your encouragement. And so I love that. Thanks for sharing that.
0: Yeah. So honestly, let's just go ahead and just dive right into it. Our topic is over prayer. And I don't know if you're new to just hearing this topic or hearing prayer in general, but we really hope that this is just an encouragement for you.
1: Yeah, we really do want this to just inspire you to dig into your own prayer life. And first of all, if you're asking yourself, what is prayer? What is this conversation? Prayer is our direct communication with God our father. We get to have this unique relationship with him. Each of us relate to God and experience God in our own ways. It's so beautiful because each of us are going to have a different prayer life. It's that connection that you have. Even you think of your friends, each one of your friends, you have a different level and a different version of communication with each of them. And that's kind of how it is with God. We have our unique Expression and our unique communication with Him. And that's what I think about when I think about prayer, because the way that I might pray and talk to God might be totally different than how Katie talks to God and relates to Him. And the beautiful thing is when we come together and we share about what we think about God, how we relate to Him, how we communicate with Him in our everyday life, it honestly just stirs up something in us because. There's something about talking about the Lord. The scripture even says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be with them also. And I love that because when we get to come together and share about what God's doing, what God's speaking, how we're relating to God, it ultimately glorifies his name. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to glorify his name. And we have to start somewhere. We have to start with prayer. Where do you find yourself praying? Like, do you have like a spot or a place or like a method or is it different? Ooh, I really like that question. I actually live in a tiny, tiny space right now. I told y'all in our intro, but if you missed the introduction, I actually live in an RV. And so I find myself sometimes feeling limited because of the space, but a way that I've really spent time with God while living in the tiny house is either I'll spend time in my living room, I'll turn on some worship music, and just read my Bible and journal. Journaling is a huge part of my prayer life. I actually find myself writing out my prayers way more often than not. I feel like my journal is my safe space. Like, nobody is gonna read my journal, which I love that feeling. And I've actually always been like this. I have probably... 50 journals that are full of my prayers and my talks with God and I'll just write to him like kind of like a letter and that's a huge way of how I pray. Right now my little spot is either on my couch or I love to be outside. That's like a huge way that I relate to God. I feel like when I'm in nature I just like feel his presence and I just love just like the wind and the water and the trees like it's just it's a way for me to just easily just clear my mind and so i would say those are two spaces that i typically go to when i find myself praying but katie what about you i love prayer it's like one of my
0: favorite things ever It's just getting in that spot, like getting that place of just complete intimacy with Jesus and being able to sit there and just lay my heart at his feet and cast my cares, even casting my thankfulness and thanking him for all that he's done because there's so much to be thankful for in our lives. And I think renewing our mind on that, but also giving him that praise throughout the day and stuff. But finding a sacred place, I think, is actually really important, whether that be like the shower, um, a prayer closet. I have this one spot, Brookie's been there. I go to this lake and there's like a, Little rock area that I'll sit and I'll just spend time with him. And cool thing about prayer is that there's so many ways you can just get in prayer, whether it be vocally, like you're just sitting there and you're talking to him, writing, like Brookie said. I I even like to change it up sometimes, and I have a, a prayer book. It's a Puritan prayer book. It's these really rich and beautiful, deep prayers that I like to read out loud. There's something about reading it out loud, just soaking it in and being present with jesus even reading those like and saying in jesus name amen it gives room to see jesus move and i think that's a beautiful thing speaking on just like the beauty of prayer i think that'd be kind of cool to jump into what does the beauty of prayer look like what does that mean
1: i think one of the most beautiful parts of prayer is you just walk away and you feel so different You feel lighter. Sometimes you feel completely transformed. That's not going to be all the time, but I have walked away from times in prayer and I feel completely different because God changes everything. And that, I think, is one of the most beautiful parts of prayer to me. Jesus
0: intercedes for us. Like We have a direct, intimate relationship where we lay our heart at his feet and even express where our heart is. Jesus knows us and he sees us where we're at and he prays for us. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And it takes off the weight of like, I have to come all together. Jesus is like, no, just come to me because I hear your heart and I know things that even you yourself don't know that you need, but I will pray on your behalf. And it's in his grace that he reveals to us whether it's beautiful things about ourselves where he's like, look, this is beauty in you that I want you to see, that I want you to use, and I want you to renew your mind on that I've done in you. Or this is gonna be a little heavier. (laughs) or in grace, he gives you eyes to see the parts of yourself that need him desperately, that need healing, that need refining, that need pruning, that aren't the prettiest things. And in fact, they're quite engulfed in sin that hold you in bondage. But that's the beautiful thing. Beauty of prayer is that in Jesus, Jesus does in us what we cannot do ourselves. And he's faithful to respond. He's faithful to do the work in us that we desperately need. And it's transformative. There's peace. There's renewing. There's just like this this power in prayer. How he answers is such a beautiful thing in and of itself. And I always think of it is when you're going into prayer, you're not leaving the same. He's faithful. He intends to do in you what you need. And that's like revealing the beautiful things. And then also the not so beautiful things, but that He's provided means in which to heal and restore and deliver you, but also mold you into the woman, the man that you were always meant to become. And that's a beautiful thing because every step closer to that is a step worth taking. And he's gracious to get you there. He who began the good work in you will see it through to completion the day that Christ Jesus returns. And that's like a scripture I always think about because every day, We get to rejoice in the fact that there's wisdom, growth, and prayer to be answered that gets us to that next step that he's called us to, but also too, reveals more of him. That's like the most beautiful thing about prayer is that it shows us more of who Jesus is, and that's a gift.
1: It truly is. It's such a gift. I actually read this scripture the other day, and it really just spoke to me. It comes from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. It says, if there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, shall we also bear the image of the heavenly man. And I know that's like a deep scripture, and it has a lot in there that you might be thinking, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) But when I read that, what came to mind is we are now called to bear the image of the spiritual man, of the spiritual person. And what that really means is there's much more to us than just the physical. And really what God's trying to show us and what we really feel like God has impressed on our heart for this series of soul care is to dig a little deeper to go under the surface and to talk about how can we bear the image of the heavenly man how can we bear the image of digging deeper and understanding that our heart needs care too i was also having the similar conversation just the difference between self care and soul care They of course go hand in hand, but when I think of self care, I think of taking care of that physical body that I was just talking about, like making your appointment to get your hair done, or getting a massage, or buying yourself a new wardrobe. Of course, like we all love those things, but when I think of soul care, I think of prayer, this deep intentional time where you get to reflect in your heart and even ask the Holy Spirit, show me things that I can't see heal me of things that I can't do for myself, or even just have wisdom for a situation that you would not know what to do otherwise. Soul care is just so important, and I just love digging into how this can tie into our everyday prayer life. Yeah, so there is a difference between
0: self-care and soul care, and I like that you touch base on that. Self-care is Something that kind of point back to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's not always bad if it's healthy. But what I love about soul care is that it's internal work. But the thing is, is it's not truly pointed at oneself. It's pointed at Jesus, the source of life and to the source that like nurtures our inner self, our soul. He is the source of everything that we need. And that's what's really beautiful about soul care. It's so essential. And it points back to Jesus who does in us what we can't do ourselves. And what's really cool about this is it reminds me of a scripture. It's the vine and the branches. It's John
1: fifteen five. five. Ricky, do you want to read them that? The scripture reads, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah, apart from him, we can do nothing. We can book those appointments to get our hair done. We can book those appointments to get our massage, but we can't fix our heart. We can't fix those internal problems that each of us face every single day. We have to remain in him. That's what prayer is. It's remaining in the vine and trusting that he's going to lead us. And it's bearing the fruit that comes
0: from that. And it's so beautiful because this time that we spend with him, And we're genuinely coming with a heart posture of humility. That is beautiful soil for seeds to be planted and fruit to be produced in our lives. So we're not knocking self-care, but we're really happy that we can actually dive into the most important thing, which is soul care.
1: Yeah, and I'll even touch on when we're in seasons of dryness, and another word for that could be a season of disappointment or struggle or even feeling lost in our faith Our prayer life can bring exactly what we need, whether that's a healing touch from Jesus or whether that's wisdom of needing to know how to handle that situation or figure out what to do with that job or that decision. Go to him. Go to him in that prayer time and ask him. Or I know in my own life where I had no idea how to help myself. I have walked through a lot of brokenness in my own life and in my own family. And I think when I could reference any point where I've experienced the power of prayer, it's during those moments where I needed a father. I needed a friend. I needed an encouraging voice in my life. And as me and Katie have shared, we want to share our testimonies. We want to be open and honest and really go to those places. And a huge part of my testimony is I grew up without my dad. Truly, he was just very absent in my life. And God became and truly is my one and only father. It's always been that reality for me. And it always will be. Same for you. If you grew up without a dad or a mom, or maybe you lost a loved one, God sees that pain. He steps in and he is able to be everything that we need. And God the Father is there for you. If you have a similar testimony as me, maybe you grew up without your dad. Maybe he chose to walk away like mine did. God really does see both of our pain and he wants to step in and he wants to be just everything that we need. At that time when I came to God and I was broken, I was I was coming to him in desperate need. I came in prayer. I do have a broken spirit. And I came to him in a place of need. And we all find ourselves in a place of need every day. But sometimes it's heavier. It's a lifetime of prayers of, God, you're my father. I need you. I need you every day. You know, Rookie. hearing what you're saying, this is really good, actually, because
0: in Acts 14, 22, it says, it is necessary to pass through many troubles on our way into the kingdom of God. God has... Seen us in our suffering, he cares and he will yeah. provide a deeper portion of Jesus in our suffering. So, what's lost here is like gained in much more deeper and more intimacy in the most beautiful
1: way in a relationship with him. I love that you just reference that scripture because that is the power of scripture. When we're walking through our hard times, we can reference these scriptures and draw strength from them. And truly anything that the enemy has used to try to kill or steal from you or destroy things in your life, the Lord always restores it. And let that just be an encouragement. Whatever you're walking in, even now, whatever you're praying for, the Lord restores all things and he answers our prayers. He knows the cry of our heart. And in those seasons of disappointment and brokenness, He truly wants to be there for you. So
0: true. And even in Hebrews 13, 5, it says, Be satisfied with what you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And that's God's promise over your life, Brookie. That's God's promise over you who's listening. Like he sees you and he loves you. And Jesus invites you to to sit and to be filled with his presence, to be filled with a peace that surpasses all understanding to be covered and washed and the love that he's poured out for you and that the cross even signifies. Like, he went to the cross for you. That's how much you were loved, whether you know him deeply and intimately or whether this is maybe your first time of really just sitting and hearing from him in this moment he set this time this appointed time to speak this over you that he loves you he's given us a promise of an eternity of joy and peace and love and comfort and a place one day where we will all be when we trust and believe in the name of Jesus and something that really encourages me is I read this quote and it kind of ties into what we're just talking about and it's as we look back to our pains and sufferings we shall see that suffering is not worthy to be compared to our first night's welcome home in heaven. So whether that's like you lived your whole life, not having a father, like an earthly father, living your whole life, feeling like you were the outcast, like your thoughts that your your voice didn't hold meaning or purpose, which is not true. That's the enemy. Or whether it's just feeling confused about who you are, what's the calling on your life, what's the purpose that your heart holds, that is something that God has distinctively created for Jesus's name and Jesus's glory. Whether you're trying to figure out what that looks like in your life, Jesus is offering you a moment today to just lean in and come to him in prayer and start the intimate relationship where he can just move in all aspects, where he can just comfort you and love you and mold you in to the man, to the woman that you were always meant to become. That's found in him. And that's where soul care comes from, is him.
1: You know, it's so important to go to those deep places because that's where this life change That we're talking about comes from. And that's where the power of prayer comes from. It comes from those vulnerable places. But actually, I would love to hear what has been your experience of the power and just the beauty of prayer that we're talking about. I would love to hear from you, Katie. There's a lot of stuff I could tell y'all, but for some reason,
0: I'm just landing on this one that recently happened this past summer. I found myself in this deep place of wrestling, and the most beautiful way, though, like deep wrestling came from the prayers that I was praying. And this is also something I wanna share. There's beauty that comes from being in the trenches of life. And I think that it's in the trenches, like we were talking about earlier, where you see the glory and the abundance of Christ more because you're able to surrender those parts of your lives and he moves in those things. And it's oftentimes really hard. You know, our flesh is not only fighting the spirit, but we have the enemy, we have culture, like there's other things that come to play when we're wrestling in the spirit. Um, but I found myself there this summer where I prayed these deep prayers of, Lord, I want to see more of you. I want to surrender my life to you, whatever areas of my life that are in bondage, whatever area of my life that has not been healed. God, I want you to reveal those things to me, to touch those areas, to purify me, to help me to walk in freedom from those things. And Lord, I don't know what I'm asking, but God, I know that you are faithful to see it through. And I know that you're faithful to expand that capacity to be able to walk through those things. It's like being spoon fed as a child. Like, you can only have a little bit at a time. And then you grow from formula to, like, you know, those little applesauce things to, like, then you one day are eating, you know, big food. That's the same way with prayer and with seeing more of Jesus. He has to spoon feed you. And then it grows and grows and grows to where you can obtain more of him. And, like, that's just, like, the beautiful thing. But anyways, I found myself wrestling like crazy. And one specific night, I love praying in my shower, but I found myself in deep prayer. And there was just this moment of a thought that just intersected my mind. There was authority in it. It, All I heard was, get up. Instantly, I got up and my tears ceased. And I was just like, oh, Father, like you're faithful. I know it. I love you. And I trust you. I trust what you're doing in my heart in this season. I trust all the wrestling that I have been going through because I know, God, I am seeing more of you and you are doing in me what I cannot do myself. And so that moment was a really special moment. Now, fast forward. A month and a half later, I'm in Israel and I'm in Magdala and I walk into this place and there's this picture on the wall. It's a thousand tile pieces cut up, made into a picture and I couldn't hold back the tears. It's this picture of all these feet and it was Jesus and a crowd of people and you just see this, a finger that's touching Jesus's gown and there's a light at the end of the fingertip. As I'm sitting here in the corner, I'm crying, I'm looking at this. The man that was teaching goes to the scripture that this picture was referencing. Jesus was approached by a man named Jairus, and he fell down at the feet of Jesus and pleaded with him to come to his house because he had a daughter that was pretty much on her deathbed. Jesus agreed to come heal this daughter. There was crowds of people just swarming him, and a woman who was suffering from bleeding, who had spent all she had on doctors but could not be healed by any, had approached him and touched the tassel of his robe, and instantly her bleeding stopped. And Jesus in this moment stopped and he said, who touched me? And he said, someone touched me because I know that power has gone out from me. And so she came trembling before him and declared why she had touched him and how she was instantly cured. And Jesus's response to this woman was, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And as I'm hearing this, I'm like, just like weeping at the faith and just the vulnerable place that this woman came to him in and then it goes on like just imagine the the man who's like my daughter my daughter you know he was probably like come on like jesus like don't stop for this woman but he took a moment to stop in the midst of a crowd to a Address the woman who touched him and have a divine moment of speaking over her. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So anyways, as he continues on, someone approaches him and says, the daughter has died. When Jesus heard this, he had answered him, don't be afraid, only believe and she will be made well. Then he continued on to the house. He didn't let anyone enter the house except Peter, John, James, and the child's father and mother. Everyone around her was mourning and crying for her, but he had said, stop crying. She is not dead, but she is asleep. And this is the moment that shook me the next part of the scripture. Jesus took the child by the hand, and Jesus' words were, child, get up. And I remember sitting there, and as I heard this, I understood why I was weeping. And it brought me back to that moment in the shower a month and a half prior. And the two stories tied together, it was this woman who came Desperate, knowing that if only she could touch the tassel of Jesus, she could be healed. And Jesus looking at her and being like, it's not the tassel that healed you. It's your faith in whom you touched. It's me, your savior. Further on, Jesus continuing to the daughter on her deathbed touching her and bringing life back into her bones, telling her to get up, and she was healed. So that moment set well in my heart because God met me in the prayer that I had that night in the shower a month and a half later when he just spoke over me like, faith is what you need to keep drawing from. Faith is what heals. Faith is what
1: restores.
0: Faith is what brings death to life.
1: I love that story. It is the power of prayer. You only had that experience because of that prayer that you had. And he showed you exactly what he meant. There's so many meanings to what he was saying too. It's like still unraveling today. It's cool because that's how scripture is. Scripture from the living word, which is the Bible, it is living in our lives every day. We can read that story and just pass over it. But in that moment, it just becomes so real. It points back to the
0: importance of this book is not just any other book. It's living, it's alive, and our life is connected to this book. If you're a child of God, the story is not over because it lives in our day-to-day lives
1: every day. That's what we're also super excited about is our next topic is soul care through scripture. We hope that as we dive in, to understanding the scripture more, we will get to know him more. And ultimately, our souls will be taken care of the way that he intended us to. So we are super excited to understand more about why the Bible has impact on our everyday lives and how we can understand how to take care of our souls. So I thought we could go ahead and end off with our soul scripture. And the soul
0: scripture we've chosen is Romans 15, 13. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope that you have a lovely week and that this was just an encouragement to Get in a heart posture of prayer and just stay connected to the vine of life, which is Jesus. So, we love you, girls. We love you guys. If there's guys listening, you're not excluded. But we just hope the very best week for you guys. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Soul Talk Podcast with two T's. And stay connected, you guys. We cannot wait to hear from you.